Welcome to Rebel Radio, the place to be for healers, coaches, and changemakers who are seeking answers, hungry for impact, and open to possibilities. Join us for casual and epic conversations for the healers and coaches willing to do what it takes to activate their limitless wealth through the power of unity consciousness and quantum numerology. The key to claiming your personal power, activating your purpose, and creating infinite possibility in your world. I am so excited for today's conversation on Rebel Radio because we've got a guest who's been here not once, not twice, not three times, but four. <laughs> James Gardner, welcome back to the show. I am so excited that you're here. Oh, Cindy Van, it's my pleasure as always. Always fun when we get together. And I'm kind of having a little inner giggle because as my audience knows, I love the numbers and the numerology. And today we have some really exciting news to share about your book. And as I was feeling into today's energy, today's energy is all about facing the fear of sharing your expression, of really just allowing yourself mm -hmm. to step forward with whatever wisdom it is that you want to share. And at the time of this recording, we are deep in that energy. And your book, what you're going to share, is no light feat. There is some bravery in sharing your story. So I love that that has come forth today. And today is the first time you're going to actually say things about your book that people don't know yet. That's right. I'm excited. So let's dive in. Tell us about the book. Well, Cindy, amazing. Uh, it it and you know it is a it is a journey of of transparent self expression, self love for sure. Uh, and and it is uh, it does take some bravery, and I think that's the ownership that we all go through as we go on this road of self growth. Uh, the book is my story. Uh, and it's really, at the end of the day, it is a story about the inner child in each of us and the mythical quest of happiness that I think we all inevitably seek as human beings. I truly feel, and the book I, I trust will showcase this, that it happiness is found at the outstretched hand of our younger selves. Mm -hmm. That's it. And my book is a journey back to little Jimmy. Uh, who is here next to me have on this podcast. You might not be able to see him, but he's here. But uh, it's a journey. And within that journey, as you know, you were one of the uh, people that read the book. Uh, it's, it's chock full of entertaining bits and successes and epic moments and disastrous failures and life lessons. And at the end of the day, it's about a man who wanted to be somebody he was, it was a man, the book is about a man who considered himself a nobody, a boy, who wanted to be somebody. That man then became somebody and realized at the end of the day, life is about just being. Uh, yeah. and, and that's the story. Yeah. Mm, I love that. And yes, having read the book, it is powerful. There is lots of entertainment. There's some good stories in there. <laughs> but the, it's a piece of art to me. I see it as a piece of art. It's not something that, you know, you're used to picking up off the bookshelf. This is not a personal development book. This is not a fiction book. This is a story that 
really captures your attention because there's so much to it. And the way that you write and the way that you express yourself is super powerful. And I think that's the power behind the book and sharing your story. Well, thank you very much for saying that. And, and thank you very much for bringing that three letter word art to the conversation. Uh, Cause I truly wrote it as that, uh, you know, the process that I went through, the, the way that I've, I feel I've combined uh, literary prose and exposition with music and, and symphonicness and, you know, poetic verse. And it, it really is, uh, it's an artistic uh, ride, really. Uh, it's, a, it's a full sensory ride, like, a, like, like any great movie should be. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm a movie buff. So that's kind of how I, how I uh, went into this. It absolutely is. Um, I will never forget the story of when you were young and having asthma and being in the hospital, going from that of always being in the hospital, always feeling sick to going into rowing as a as an athlete in college. And I remember just reading the story and just I was in tears, but I had goosebumps. It was like it was a full sensory experience because you could feel the accomplishment behind it mm -hmm. and the blood sweat and tears literally that went into yeah. your growth into yeah. becoming a rower yeah rowing is rowing is james i mean that's that's in my life asthma is is the cornerstone of everything that i've become asthma was a catalyst for rowing and then rowing because of rowing i was able to just achieve and do so many things and just have so many life experiences because of what I learned from the sport and from the people uh, and the, and the stories of my time, you know, being an oarsman. Uh, and uh, it is truly a special part of the book for sure. Cindy, I know, I know we've talked about nine hearts, the, the, the chapters, uh, the rowing chapters specifically. And, you know, I know for you, you were, you know, just crying and cheering and, and it totally you know, was. As I'm reading the book, I'm like, come on, you guys, you can do it. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, I think what one of the biggest um I think uh accomplishments for me so far with that and specifically that realm in the book is I've had people like yourselves, non-rowers. I've had pre-readers uh, and reviewers that don't know anything about rowing. And, you know, nine times out of 10, that section is one of their favorite, if not their favorite part of the entire book. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I have so many favorites to the book. I don't like to choose favorites, but it is one of the books <laughs> stand out for me. Absolutely. Because it really just gets all the emotions going and mm. you're excited and you're also crying and you're inspired. There's all these emotions. And even just talking about it now, I'm covered in goosebumps. It's a really mm. powerful story. <laughs> so I want to know what's <laughs> here we go, James. What's Don't your you favorite part of the story? <laughs> favorite part of the book? Yeah, what's your favorite part of the book? Well, I I think that's like asking a parent who's your favorite child. <laughs> <laughs> and none of us like to admit it. <laughs> True. <laughs> uh Wow. You know, I will say this. Uh, I'm very drawn to 
the beginning of the book and the end of the book. Truly, mm -hmm. I the Rhode Island arena, which is you know the life of little Jimmy, as you were saying, chronicling his his asthmatic stuff in the hospital through through rowing and and then leaving to go to New York City as a as a young man. There's a lot of nostalgia there for me, and there's just a lot of uh, of innocence that uh, I really love about the book, about the story, uh, and and just reconnecting to that. And and I think um, one of the the reason why I also gravitate towards the end is because not only from a creative uh, writer standpoint, but just from from the journey. James, when he's going to find himself, you know, middle-aged life moment in the jungle, I've interwoven him going back in time to find little Jimmy and bringing a lot of the, the, the components of Jimmy's um, chapters uh, back into more of a, a creative fantasy realm in James's head as he's going to search for little Jimmy, if that makes sense. So I really like that. I think it's 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 just good, loving storytelling that's, I think, intelligent, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. And I love that, too. The end of the book was something that was really profound for me, because in mm. the beginning, you're telling stories about your life. And then it gets more and more... Mm, What's the word I'm going to try? It's almost like it becomes more creative towards the end of this story turning into something that isn't so much tangible, but it's something that was very real to you. And it becomes this, I think the piece of art comes out at the end the most. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, the we all have a one answerable, uh, the unanswerable question for all of us. And, and for me in, in the book, it is, can my fantasy life be my reality? That's mm -hmm. little Jimmy's and that that's the thing that stuck with me. And so, you know, coming to an ownership of that and what does that mean for an aging man and bringing, therefore bringing that blend of fantasy in there. And that's, that's truly how I, I live every day. There's, there's a romantic fantasy moment um, element and a, and a realistic reality element. And that's, that's the middle lane that I operate in. Yeah. yeah, I love that so much. So, you know, as we grow and evolve and change, you've been on the show a few times. <laughs> and I've asked you this question a few times. But as we grow and evolve and change, I think our definitions of things change. And I would love to know now that you've been on this journey of writing this book and now it's almost out. Is it ready? Is it ready? Oh, uh, yes. But we'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> it is. You have to like tease just a little bit, just a little bit. So how do you define unity consciousness now? Mm. Well, definitely unity consciousness has evolved for me since the two years that I've known you. And now for sure, for me, it's, it's James being connected to little Jimmy, Cindy being connected to Cindy Lou Who, <laughs> and, and, and so forth and so on. You know, I, I, the unity, unity consciousness, we're all, we, we are all connected. We get that. We know that, especially people in our realm and the work that we do. Uh, I think that 
that higher self, that self-actualization truly lies at, uh, at the connection or reconnection with our younger self. Yeah, absolutely. I agree wholeheartedly because, you know, when I was in my late twenties, I, you know, I was making poor decisions, you name them, I made them. And I made a decision that it was time for me to grow up and pull up my big girl pants and be responsible. And I sold my fun truck and bought a responsible car and I started doing all this. And all of a sudden my life started, like, it got worse, not better. <laughs> and I couldn't figure it out. I'm like, but I took responsibility. Wrong kind of responsibility. <laughs> and it was only when I reconnected to my inner child of who I am at the core that I was able to break free of all of that. Of, mm. oh, this is what little Cindy, Cindy Lou who really wants right and i think that's right. so key as all of us need to reconnect to that yeah it's 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 our our intrinsic truth you know in the work that i do i always talk truth and and really this journey has showed me that all for all of us our individual truth does go back to uh the the essence of our younger selves before we were programmed by we know what you know society manipulation all that shit uh, getting back to that core essence of, of who we were, who we wanted to be, who we thought we could be, who we were in love with, all of that. And that's, that's our younger self. I love it. So as an author, a published author, we're going to get to that soon, I promise. <laughs> but as a published author and an entrepreneur, a coach, somebody who is in this world, how, what kind of rituals or habits do you have in place that allows you to stay devoted to unity as well as get shit done and do the things? Mm -hmm. It's a four-letter word. It's not a swear word. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> However, uh, play. P-L-A-Y. Yes. And uh, that is, again, that is the my younger self. Uh, I've been... Well, you know, I, I've been straight out now for, for quite a while with this book. Specifically, in the last three weeks, my whole day-to-day -day has gone from output of this to an output of that to get ready for this book launch and this tour that's happening. And and be rest damn assured that every day it, there has to be some fun, curiosity, play in the trench work that I'm doing. Yes. Uh, and, and if it's not then honestly, I close my laptop. I may not like it and I may be like, oh, I should be working, but I'll close the laptop and, and I'll fuck off for the day. I will yeah. uh, because my non-negotiable is play, has to be there. And, and that doesn't mean I'm out riding on a teeter-totter. That just means I'm loving the hell out of what the hell I'm doing. Although I could see you on a teeter-totter. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure I saw you on a swing not too long ago. It's true. Yeah, see. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> Look at any now any playground that I see, I have to stop the car and go out and just jump on a piece of equipment. I feel like I'm honoring my younger self. So there you go. <laughs> I love it. I love that you use the word non-negotiable too, because I think so many of us make our to-do list non-negotiable. Whereas how is that living life to its fullest and really honoring the inner child mm -hmm. if you're making your task list? the non-negotiable versus who you are at the core. You want to play and play looks different for everybody. That's irrelevant. But yeah, right. I love that word non-negotiable. Mm -hmm. It's good. 
and ignoring all the shoulds and going and doing it anyway. Yeah, I mean, you just have to, you know, and this, this as you know, that when you create boundaries, boundaries equal freedom. Uh, so yeah. the more boundaries we have in place, actually, the more freedom we have, the more liberating it is. And I think, you know, the, 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 the to-do list of 52 million things just keeps getting longer anyways. So <laughs> when are you going to live your life? Right. <laughs> exactly. Right. Right. In my experience as an entrepreneur, <laughs> I love that. So, you know, I've known you for, oh man, I don't even want to date this now, but <laughs> I've well, known you for quite some time. I'll tell you, it's been, it's been, uh, a shade over it's been two maybe almost two and a half years because we met right at the time that i started to write this book yes because uh, i remember we were connecting and then we connected while i was in rhode island writing for mm-hmm. five weeks there and and yeah so it was it's been maybe we've known each other maybe 15 months i'd say something like no no sorry 20 27 months 28 months so two years and change yeah Two years. We'll go with two years. I love it. So in that time, you and I have had many, many discussions about wealth. Ah, yeah. Now that the book is published, and we're getting to that, I promise. (laughs) 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 Now that you've gone through this journey and experienced what it's like to learn new things, to put yourself out there in a way that you've never put yourself out there before, where you've spent so much of your time alone in the writing process, and now you're stepping more out into the public eye with it. How do you define wealth now? Well, I still think it's it's an all-encompassing state of being uh, that that is um, obviously financial, mental, spiritual, physical. Uh, for me, as a as a, a you know at the end of this well at the end of the book journey so to speak it's definitely being wealthy is is also the ability to honor your creative passion whatever passion that may be uh, and doing it in a way that you're willing to stand before the fire whatever fire that may be because you've done the work and you, you take ownership complete ownership over your own life. Uh, it's, it's something that I don't think a lot of people truly do. Uh, and uh, to be able to do that for me um, has been wealthy beyond measure. Mm, to take ownership of your life. Mm. Damn, that's good. Mic drop. <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, we have to share with the audience some of the fun stories in the book. Sure. One of my personal favorites. <laughs> That's so good. So tell us how you injured your ACL. <clears throat> well, <clears throat> well, without diving in and giving away a lot of it, I'll, I'll just say that, uh, yes, I, I have a ACL replacement. I, I have a cadaver from south somewhere in the south america south states in me uh and uh let's just say that uh it encompassed taking a a spill in front of 250 screaming rabid female fans while i was wearing a bow tie and white cufflinks (laughs) (laughs) that about sums it up 
what I love the most is you, you know you're an athlete, you're a rower, and you injure yourself. Yeah, yeah, doing that. Well, that's the thing. I you know uh, uh, now it's I, I, obviously it, I, the chapter is is another favorite of people <laughs> that have read the book. Uh, it's uh, it's an insight into Chippendales, which is you know interesting for a lot of people, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, but also the the way that it's written, and yeah, you know, at the end of the day, <clears throat> I've been a high performance athlete most of my life. I've you know been fortunate enough to win tons of rowing medals and so forth. And people always ask me because they see this big divot on my I have a scar on my knee, this big missing piece of flesh, and they're like, ah, oh, how'd you? What'd you do to your knee? You know, everyone thinks it's basketball or you know, sports, blew it out in the gym. And mm -hmm. no, I no. blew it out on stage as a Chippendale. <laughs> and it just goes to show that you cannot judge a book by its cover. True. You never know someone's story. True. Yeah. Now, to be fair, though, all my, you know, I did this. I blew this back in, I don't know, it was like 20, 23 years ago or something that I blew out my knee. Only, only recently have I started to say, yeah, I blew it out while I was at Chippendale. Like <laughs> it was always, oh, basketball. Oh, I did it running. You know, I just didn't want to admit practice. that. No. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I honor about you, James, is that you're willing to speak your truth. You're willing to share your truth with the world. And I think that mirrors to all of us that, it's safe to do so. Even when it doesn't feel safe, it is yeah. safe to do so. Because when you honor your truth and you stand in it, how can you not share it? That's right. That's yeah. right. And, and you know, n none of us are perfect. We all have uh, we all have moments in our life that maybe we wish we turned right instead of gone left, and and we could have back. And yet, truly, those moments and those experiences—good, bad, and ugly—are what make us who we are. And, and, you know, um, can create, if we do the work to understand and own them, can create a beautiful, uh, a beautiful future for us as we go and walk in our truth and be of service and, and do what we're called to do. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm all for that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. No more messing around with the audience. Tell us how to get your book. <laughs> well, <laughs> so... <laughs> The, uh, the book journey is ready. Uh, the book is published. Uh, we are doing a worldwide premiere, or sorry, worldwide launch on Monday, the 29th. Yes, uh, when this episode is airing. Wh what's that? When this episode actually airs. Excellent, excellent. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so Monday the 29th, it will be available worldwide. Uh, it's going to be available at over 50,000 booksellers all over the world. So depending on where you are, you, you can order from Amazon, you can order to walk into chapters and Barnes and Noble, the in-store books, the in-store in purchase of books will happen not probably closer to beginning of October because the books now are ordering them, or the, sorry, the stores are ordering them to, to, uh, to shelve them. Yeah. But in terms of eBooks and paperback and hard copy, boom, you know, you can order from anywhere. Uh, there's satellites that deliver all over the world. Uh, and I, I'm going to, I'm going to say this, I've been debating this for a little while because, you know, Cindy and I, for people watching, Cindy and I go way back. And of course, this is my, my fourth time on and Cindy, as it should be, is kicking off my, 
book prom promotional campaign, tour, podcast, everything. This is the day that it starts. I got a North American tour coming up uh, in the fall. Well, I know that this, because I see people chiming in live. Mm -hmm. I know that this is live. So for your community out there, the book is actually available now. <gasps> so, so, we can buy it today. So <laughs> <laughs> it's actually it's actually available on Amazon. Amazon.com.ca, UK, Australia. It's 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 available. Um, Kindle, right? It's available. Kindle paperback hard copy. It's also available on the Freezing Press bookstore. Uh, uh, Google Play, Apple Book, Nook, uh, obviously Kindle. I think I'm forgetting one. Anyway, it's available. I'm not doing a big thing because I'm. I've already built my marketing to say Monday's the big day. <laughs> but but technically, anybody can go buy it now. So I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> I love it. All right, you heard it here first. I'm honored that Rebel Radio is the first place. James Gardner's book is live. Yeah. So, so, and, and so much so that I don't even have all the buttons on my website yet, but you can go to the hero within.ca. Mm -hmm. uh, that's my website, which I would love for people to go check it out. Gives a good insight into the book and everything reviews. I got a, a good handful of five-star reviews, which I'm super blessed about. Uh, and just go to Amazon. You can type in James Gardner. My author page will come up. Uh, type in all in with love. It's it's all there. It's easy to find. Yeah. I love it. Well, congratulations, James. And it's been an honor to walk beside you on your journey as you've written the book and published the book and learned new things and uh, shared your story with us. So thank you. I appreciate you being here on the show today. And <laughs> I appreciate Rebel Radio getting to pop the bubble. Yeah. <laughs> well, I look, I, I do want to say to your community, thank you. You you're one of only a handful of people that have truly walked with me since the beginning of this journey. Uh, and you've been my support, my bounce board for a lot of things. Uh, and, uh, you know, I want to acknowledge uh, the love that I have for you, uh, the work that, and the love for what I, you do in the world and, and how you elevate others uh, as you've elevated me. So thank you very much. Love you, James. I love you too. All right, before we end the show, you know I always ask one last question. Uh-oh. What do you dream up for the world? A big fucking playground where we're all in our element, swinging away, jumping around, having fun, just living with a curious glance in our eye and a, a, the sweet air of what if blowing in. There you go. Mm. Boom. Just like that. Thanks, James. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for another epic episode of Rebel Radio. If you feel so inspired and wish to expand the message of unity consciousness, please share this episode, leave a review, and of course, if you want to know how to leverage this information in your own life and business, check out our website or contact us for more information. It is time for us all to seize our personal power, come into unity, and create massive impact together. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week.